Hello and welcome to the PBWF, the Pot Bomb Wrestling Federation, the fantasy booking show presented by the Pot Bomb Wrestling Podcast. It's week 15 of season two, and we are so excited you have joined us. I am your host, your moderator. Uh, forget Sean Ross Sapp, Dave Meltzer. They wish they could be me. How about that? The guys have joined me, the leader of the Warzone brand, Chris Belcher, and the man who invented the Mayhem brand, Andy York. Fellas, how are we feeling with uh, week 15 of TV? Man, week 15 is upon us. It is. It is. Uh, we're, we're, we're marching towards pay-per-view number four already. We are seeing the full effects of the Lethal Lottery. Yes. Um, yes, Andy, of course, you've seen the full I effects of that. It. You felt it's it. It's got to be his favorite. Felt it hard. I felt did. it in your bones. Unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, man, week 15, we're, we're here. We're excited to be here. Um, if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. Uh, this is a fantasy booking show, unlike anything you've ever heard before, unless you listen to Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. Um, but <laughs> regardless, um, follow us at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The show is available wherever you find your podcast, available each and every Tuesday. Tell a friend. And if this is your first time joining us, go back and check out the archives. A whole season of this before here, uh, before we get to you know season two, there's a Six months of season one, um, then we're halfway through season two already. It's a good time, Andy. It is. It's a lot of fun, you know, and uh, it's hard to believe we're already here, month four. It seems like this is just, like, flying by, but so far it's been a lot of fun, and uh, we'll see if we can end the season as well as we started the season. Let's see if we can land the plane yeah. successfully. Well, that'll that'll depend on our pilot, Mr. Tyler Peters, as to how, how, uh, how well we land this plane, right? Are you, you're putting your trust in me to land the plane? Wow. That's, that's scary. Talk about you, you don't need a horror movie. Just uh, ask me to pilot the, uh, whether it's a ship, a plane, a sailboat. Uh, that, that's funny. But, uh, no, I, I try my best. I'll tell you, I'm always a fan and looking forward to what you guys are going to come up with each week and with the pay-per-views. And, and yeah, go check them out. Forget about Matt Cardone and Brian Myers. They've got enough acclaim. You, you need to check these guys out with all due respect to uh, both those gentlemen. But, yeah. Season two has been uh, terrific, and I'm glad you guys recapped it for us to get us all caught up. And, hey, without further ado, I mean, is there anything else? Are we ready to go and get started? Well, uh, let's get let's catch everybody up on week 14. We are in week right. 15, so we're halfway through month four, as I said a minute ago. Uh, week 14, in case you missed it, we highly recommend that you go back and uh, listen to it, though. But in case you missed it, over on the Warzone brand, um, Bailey and Candice LeRae had a fantastic match with Alexa Bliss finally turning on Candice LeRae. We've seen the hints. We've seen um, the jealousy, but now it's official. Alexa has turned her back on her former best friend. Uh, we also saw a another Battle Bowl match take place um, in which Cody Rhodes and who was his partner? No, sorry, not Cody Rhodes. Wardlow and Samoa Joe have qualified for the Battle Bowl match, so that is three teams there now. Um, and we saw Cody Rhodes asking for an opportunity. He will be in a Battle Bowl qualifying match tonight uh, on tonight's show. Uh, also, Charlotte Flair and EO Sky in a tremendous main event and the debut of the EST, Bianca Belair on the Warzone brand. What about over there on the Mayhem side? That's the one side? that got me. Uh, on, know, the, right. on the Mayhem side, we had the Usos. It was titled Tuesday on Mayhem as the Usos defended um, their tag team championships against Nick Aldis and Claudio uh, to kick off the show. Um, we had a face-to-face between Roman Reigns and John Moxley that is setting up for their title match at Living Legends. Uh, Bray Wyatt cut a promo on the Judgment Day and how we saw them form two weeks ago, mm. and so now he is looking for uh, basically payback for them or on them as well. Uh, Vincent made his PBWF debut, mm. uh, beating the crap out of Xavier Woods. I forgot about that. Poor uh, Xavier Woods. Poor Xavier Woods. The Rock had, yeah, had a sit-down interview with Pat McAfee talking about why he decided to stay after his match with Roman Reigns and what his plans are uh, for the future. Um, Athena called out Asuka for a title match, a title rematch at um, a Living Legends, and Asuka said no. 
So we don't know what's going on in that area just yet. And then the main event, dream match of dream matches, Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole for the United States Championship. And a little spoiler alert, that's not the last time we're going to see that matchup on Mayhem. I can tell you that right now. Well, listen, you said that's a dream match of all dream matches. Can we just actually, you know, Tyler, a lot of things that Andy and I book on this show end up happening Mm -hmm. in one way or another, but sometimes they don't. Yeah, One of those things that has not happened that I want to happen. Can I get a sit-down interview with Pat McAfee and The Rock? <laughs> like, can I legit get well, that I mean, to happen? Can we actually have that transpire? Can yeah, that, that happen, please? It might, it might now, just not on WWE TV, because, you know, he's on ESPN and everything else. That's so it could happen there. fantasy but. booking become a reality is what Chris is saying <laughs> and what Andy, too. Uh, and and what, heck, what I'm saying. Hey, let, let's see it happen, uh, if only, but... I, I tell you what, I, I enjoy seeing the progression of each of your storylines and, and what you guys are presenting on TV, your pay-per-views. It, it's been fun, man, and I've been shocked. I didn't expect Bianca Belair. I didn't expect the dream matches that we're receiving uh, on either side. So, hey, that, that's what makes me pumped up. What's and it? I didn't have to have too much coffee, energy drinks, <laughs> drugs, whatever you need. Uh, boy, wait, wait, this show, you need somebody to land a plane. That's why they, <laughs> they were like, okay, we need to move on. Let's get the transition going. So, oh, yeah. man. But speaking of pumped up, let's do it. Let's keep the energy going. Week 15, yeah, Tyler, and Andy goes first, right? Yeah, Andy. Yeah, let, let the mayhem uh, commence. All right, 30 minutes on the clock. All let's right. do it. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, PBWF Mayhem. I am Michael Cole, and tonight we will see John Moxley go one-on-one with Solo Sokoa. Rhea Ripley finally gets her hands on Julia Hart, and so much more to come tonight. Well, we are starting the night off. Hearing from our PBWF champion, Roman Reigns, the most dominant champion in the entire PBWF. Hey, now. Uh, This feud, though, between these two have been heating up over the last couple of weeks. But if anyone uh, can get one over on Roman Reigns, it is John Moxley. We have seen that in the past. But these two men have a long history together. And it's going to be very interesting to see what transpires at Living Legends. He doesn't get his pyro tonight. He's just standing in the middle of the ring looking around. And he has a microphone. He says, John Moxley, we know you're here. We know you're waiting to come out here and, and get out here and start yelling and screaming and getting in my face. So why don't we not waste any time, John? Just why don't you come out here so we can talk face to face? Well, it didn't take long. John Moxley answered Roman Reigns' call out as he is making his way down to the ring. The man of the people, John Moxley, is on his way out here to get into the face of Roman Reigns, who is not joined by the bloodline, but it was just Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman here tonight. And he has a microphone, and he gets into the ring, and he rolls into the ring. And he says, Roman, Roman, I've got to hand it to you. You have been one of the most dominant champions in our industry. I mean, in reality, you are, you're just the guy around here. However, I'm the man that has beaten you. I'm one of the only few men that has pinned you in the PBWF. And in reality, you have everything you've ever gotten in this industry Thanks to me. You were on, you were an afterthought to me and Seth. Yet here you stand as the champion of all champions. So congratulations, Roman. You, you deserve it after all these years of sitting and doing nothing for years. <laughs> and Roman kind of sits back and looks at him and uh, he kind of chuckles to himself and he has a mic and he says, you call me the most selfish person on this roster? the most selfish man in this industry. I think you give me a run for my money in that department. 
I mean, think about it. Everything you've done is selfish. You couldn't make it in WWE, so what did you do? You ran. It wasn't enough for you. The toughest night of my life, standing in the middle of a ring, being vulnerable to the entire audience, to the entire world, and how did the night end? Talking about you, John Moxley. You want to say I'm selfish? You want to say I'm thinking only about me? John, you don't even think about your own wife when you wrestle. You don't even think about your family when you wrestle. So you want to call me selfish? You want to call me a coward? I think you need to look in the mirror. And John Moxley kind of sits back and he, he looks at Roman and Roman says to him, but you know, it may not even matter because I don't think you're going to even make it to living legends. And Solo Sokoa and the Usos slide into the ring and the three men or the four men just start brawling all over the place as Roman Reigns bails from the ring. Solo gets John Moxley up and drops him with a Samoan spike before rolling out of the ring and making their way back up to the ramp. The bloodline made their claim. They made their statement here tonight. And this feud between John Moxley and Roman Reigns is heating up more and more each and every week. We will take a commercial break, but coming up next, Braun Strowman goes one-on-one with Big E. Big meaty man. We are back from commercial break. And Big E is making his way down to the ring with Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, two of the, or one of the newest members, one of the newest teams on Mayhem, thanks to the trade that took place between Mayhem and Warzone. And so the New Day is looking to get some revenge over what happened last week. But it is not going to be easy as Braun Strowman is making his way to the ring. The first time he has been in action since the Buried Alive match with Bray Wyatt a few months ago. And so you know he is looking to tear somebody apart. This is a new version of Braun Strowman that we've seen. And so it's going to be very interesting to see what takes place here tonight. This one is underway and Braun Strowman slowly removes the black sheet mask from his face and tosses it down as Big E kind of looks not scared, but he looks a little timid, a little freaked out. But he takes off running towards Braun Strowman, but he eats a big boot, knocking him to the floor. Braun Strowman just picks him up and throws him into the into the corner and just begins to open up lefts and rights on him over and over and over again. Uh, he goes back to the other corner, comes running in for a splash, but Big E is able to move out of the way, sending Braun shoulder first into the ring post. He tries to muscle him up. It looks like he's going for the big ending, but Braun Strowman breaks free, breaks out of it, and clotheslines Big E over the top rope to the floor. Braun rolls out of the ring, and he looks like he's about to take off running for the Strowman Express, but he, he stops. And he just slowly makes his way over to Big E and picks him up and throws him shoulder first into the barricade, shoulder first into the ring post before dropping him face first on the announce table. Braun Strowman is in complete control. Can Big E get back in this match as we take a commercial break? We are back from commercial break as Big E is still unable to get any offense in so far on Braun Strowman. Strowman has him up. It looks like he's going for the power bomb, but Big E is able to reverse out of it, punching Strowman in the face, dropping to his feet. He tries to muster him up again once again for the big uh, big ending, but uh, he breaks free once again, and German suplex Big E to the corner. He is able to hit the massive splash, taking Big E out. He picks him up once again. He's trying to go for that power bomb, but Big E once again is able to block it and actually reverse it into a DDT dropping Braun Strowman down. He looks around. The crowd is fired up. He is firing himself up. He He's able to. He lifts Braun Strowman and drops him with the big ending, covers him one, two. Strowman kicks out the last second, and Big E cannot believe it. He is trying to get himself fired up, but all of a sudden the lights in the arena go out, and they come back on, and Bray Wyatt is standing with Vincent and Julia Hart on the apron. Big E looks absolutely confused and conflicted, 
but he turns around, gets kicked in the gut, and dropped with a power bomb. Strowman covers him one, two, three. Braun Strowman gets the win over Big E Langston, who was who had a big time match. He was feeling good. He had a lot of momentum. But Bray Wyatt joins Braun in the ring, and he has a microphone in his hand. And he looks around, and he says, Finn, Rhea, Cross, this is just a small amount of pain that you are going to feel at our hands. This war is far from over. But tonight, we put an end to you once and for all. As we zoom in on Julia Hart, who is just smiling from ear to ear, as we cut to black and we cut to commercial break. We come back from commercial break. You know it's all about the power. And the United States champion, Adam Cole, is making his way down to the ring as he has to be feeling good after getting the job done over Kenny Omega last week. But you know he's still frustrated about not winning those trio championships as he gets into the ring and has a microphone in his hand. And he says, who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? As he walks around and hits the microphone with his hand. He says, well, I've got a great story to share. Uh, I've got a great story to share this week. Let's talk about Kenny Omega. And the fact that he lost clean to me last week. But, you know, it it is time for us to move on. It is time to move past Kenny and the Bucks. And it's time for us to focus on bigger and better. As you see his face kind of drop as Kenny Omega makes his way out to the ring with the Elite. And he says, whoa, 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 Adam Cole, what are you talking about? You just need to hold on just one minute. You see, the way we see it, things are even at one and one. I mean, we beat you, I pinned you, you pinned me last week. So uh, I think it's time we break that one, that one and one record. As the crowd is going crazy. He says, but I'll make it very interesting for you, and I'll make you happy. Since you pinned me last, I will let you decide. We're going to have a fight at Living Legends. But you get to decide whether it's a trios match or a singles match. You decide which championship you get to defend or go after. As Adam Cole kind of looks around and somewhat has a smile on his face, but he says, you know what? That's fine. But I'll tell you next week. So you're just going to have to wait a little bit. As from behind, O'Reilly and Strong are out here. And they start brawling with the Bucks. As Adam Cole bails from the ring and goes after Kenny Omega. These six men are brawling all over the place. Finally, security and officials get out here and separate them from each other. What will this match be at Living Legends? We will find out next week. But coming up next, Rhea Ripley goes one-on-one with Julia Hart as we take a commercial break. Excuse me. We are back from commercial break as backstage we see the arrival of John Cena making his way through the hallway where he is stopped by none other than Renee Paquette. And she says, John, it's great to see you back here, but uh, we got to ask. What's your plans now that you uh, lost to Roman Reigns a couple of months ago? And he says, lost? Did you see what happened to me? I got absolutely annihilated. <laughs> he said, I didn't, take, I didn't take Roman as seriously as I should have, and that's on me. But the way I see it, I need to get back on track. So next week in the main event, I am opening, I am issuing an open challenge. Whoever wants some, can come get some. Now you have a good night, Renee, as he walks away as massive news next week. John Cena will be in action and an open challenge. We wonder who will answer that call. But we know this match coming up next is not going to be one for the faint of heart as Julia Hart will go one-on-one with Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley trying to finally get her hands on Julia Hart after all of the chaos and pain she's caused over the last couple of weeks. 
Will Julia Hart be able to keep that dominance up or will Rhea Ripley be able to move past her once and for all? As Julia Hart makes her way out, we're not going to listen to the whole song again because it takes forever for this thing to kick in. But Julia Hart gets into the ring as she is joined by Bray Wyatt, Vincent, and Braun Strowman. Rhea has Finn, Cross, and Scarlett in her corner. The referee calls for the bell, and this one is underway. And immediately, Rhea Ripley just starts taking the fight to Julia Hart and is just beating her down in the corner. She is fired up. She is trying to get fired up. This is this is the match she's been waiting for for a while. She has Julia Hart perched on the top rope. She's looking for it looks like a it looks like a superplex, but Julia Hart is able to get underneath and super kick the thought or the kick the back of Rhea Ripley's knee, knocking her into the turnbuckle. She is now sitting on the second rope as Julia Hart jumps up and hits a backbreaker from the middle rope, taking Rhea Ripley out. Rhea rolls out of the ring as Julia Hart is in on the attack after her. He, uh, she grabs her and is th- trying to throw her uh, rib first into the barricade, but Rhea reverses it, sending Julia Hart flying into the barricade. She rolls her back into the ring. She climbs to the top rope and takes her out with a drop kick to the back of her head, taking Julia Hart out. Rhea picks her up and is looking for it. looks like she's looking for the rip tie, but Julia Hart breaks out of it. She looks like she's going for Sister Abigail, but Rhea breaks out of it once again and hits a headbutt knocking Julia Hart once again back out of the ring into the floor. Uh, Rhea goes around the corner to go after her, but Bray Wyatt steps face-to-face with Rhea Ripley, but Rhea Ripley is not backing down. She is not afraid to move. Uh, she is not afraid to get in the face of Bray Wyatt, but from the from the side, Julia Hart comes in with a kick to the side of the face, followed by a suplex onto the floor. Can Rhea Ripley get back into this match as we take a commercial break? About 15 minutes left. We're good. We are back from commercial break as Rhea Ripley is still not recovered from the beatdown on the outside by Julia Hart. Rhea is on her back in the middle of the ring as Julia Hart climbs to the top rope and hits a massive elbow drop from the top rope. Covers her one, two. Rhea kicks out the last second. Uh, Julia Hart is pulling Rhea up. It looks like she's going for uh, the sister Abigail once again. She's trying to go for it, but Rhea reverses out of it and hits a suplex of her own, taking Julia Hart out. She then pulls her up and headbutts her off the ropes and looking for the riptide once again. But once again, Bray Wyatt jumps up on the apron. This time, though, Finn Balor comes around and pulls him off. Those two start brawling. Vincent and Braun Strowman are now brawling with Karrion Cross on the other side of the ring. Rhea Ripley is distracted by what happens. Julia Hart rolls her up. One, two. Rhea kicks out, but she kicks out directly into Sister Abigail. Covers her one, two. Three, Julia Hart gets the win over Rhea Ripley, and she is she is just sitting on her knees with her arms stretched out over Rhea Ripley. As Finn Balor, though, hits the ring, as Bray Wyatt hits the ring as well, drops him with a sister Abigail. Braun Strowman plants Karrion Cross through the announce table on the outside of the ring. Bray Wyatt and the Fireflies are in complete control over the Judgment Day. But how will this actually end? We are not sure. As we cut backstage, we see Athena, or we see Asuka making her way through the ring or through the hallway. When from behind, she is attacked by Athena. Those two ladies start brawling all over the place in the backstage hallway. They finally get her separated. Athena says, Athena is yelling, You're afraid of me, Asuka. Fight me. Fight me. And finally, Oscar says, you want to fight? You've got it. So this is official at Living Legends. Athena will go one-on-one against Oscar for that Mayhem Women's Championship. We have to take a commercial break, but coming up next, L.A. Knight has a sit-down interview of his own with Austin Theory as we take a commercial break. Ooh. <clears throat> we come back from commercial break. As uh, we cut to commentary where Michael Cole says, yes, unfortunately, unfortunately, we have to send this video package of L.A. Knight having a sit-down <laughs> interview with Austin Theory. Go ahead and hit it in the truck. 
as we cut to very similar room that Austin or that uh, McAfee and The Rock were sitting in, where L.A. Knight is sitting there with Austin Theory, and Austin Theory says, "So, L.A., uh, why is The Rock the biggest jabroni you've ever seen in your life?" <coughs> Excuse me. And L.A. Knight laughs and says, "You know, that's the best question I've ever heard. You want to know why The Rock is afraid of me? You want to know why The Rock?" is the biggest jabroni. You see, he had the world on his shoulders here in WWE. He could have been whatever he wanted to be in WWE. He could still be wrestling part-time if he wanted to all over the world. But what did he do? He decided to leave to go make some of the crappiest movies (laughs) that Hollywood has ever seen. Who cares about Fast and Furious? He dressed as the Tinker, as uh, the Tooth Fairy one time. (laughs) The game plan, more like stay home, man. This is horrible. (laughs) The Rock is the worst movie star, but you're talking to a real megastar (laughs) in L.A. Night. So, Dwayne, when you show up at Living Legends, I want you to remember one thing and one thing only. I am the megastar. I am the best in this business. And you only remember... Three words, L.A. Night. Yeah, as we cut to commercial break. (laughs) Uh, Ten minutes. (laughs) We are back from commercial break. As CM Punk is making his way down to the ring, it was made official last week, CM Punk will go one-on-one with Kevin Owens at Living Legends, but he asked for this time because he wanted to talk to none other than Kevin Owens himself as he gets into the ring and he looks around and he says, you know, I used to have respect for Kevin Owens. I mean, he wasn't always perfect. He hasn't always been the nice guy. He's done a lot of bad things. But still, you could respect the man, Kevin Owens. But not since he sold his soul to the devil himself. I mean, you of all people should know the pain and suffering someone like Vince McMahon brings. Yet, you don't seem to care. So why don't you come out here and enlighten us as to why you have become another tool in the pocket of Vince McMahon? As Kevin Owens is making his way down to the ring, and he's getting in the ring, and he says, Guy, you know what? You really are a broken record, aren't you, punk? I mean, get over it. Yes, it's true. He saw nothing in you, but this is not this is not about him. This is about you and me. You know, it's not a secret that not, not a lot of people like you, punk. But you want to talk about respect? You are one of the few in this business that I actually did respect. Or at least I did. But you know, maybe everyone is right. Maybe you are a cancer to every locker room you walk into. These people know it. Everyone at home knows it. And maybe you are just bad for morale. So maybe you shouldn't even be here anymore. As Punk kind of laughs and he says, yeah, you know, I have done some stupid stuff in the past. I've made mistakes. But you know what I've never done? Sold myself out. Not to Vince. Not to Hunter. Not to Tony. Not even to Dana White. Did it cost me years of my career? Probably. Was it worth it? Absolutely. I fight for what I believe in. And what I believe is that that man should be gone for good. And anyone who associates themselves with him, and that starts with you. Kevin Owens kind of looks down, but then he kicks Punk in the gut and drops him with a stunner in the middle of the ring. He holds the microphone up. He says, Punk, just do everyone a favor. Quit once again. But this time... Don't come back. As he drops the mic and rolls out of the ring. Strong words from Kevin Owens going into his match with CM Punk at Living Legends. But coming up next, we have our main event, John Moxley versus Solo Sokoa. Seven minutes. All right, we are back from commercial break. As you know their entrance music, they're in the ring. The bell rings. This one is underway as those two men just start brawling all over the place in the middle of the ring. 
Moxley goes for the paradigm shift, but Solo breaks out of it and hits a headbutt rocking John Moxley before clotheslining him out of the ring. He rolls out of the ring and is going after him, but turns the corner and eats a cutter right onto the floor, taking him out. Moxley rolls him back into the ring, climbs to the top rope and hits a elbow drop, taking him out, covers him one, two, Solo kicks out. Solo is back up on his feet as these two men are just brawling in the ring. Uh, He goes for the spinning Solo, but Moxley gets out of the way, kicks him in the gut, tries to go for the paradigm shift, but Solo breaks out of it once again, this time grabbing him and hitting a belly-to-back suplex over the ropes to the floor, taking John Moxley out. Can Moxley get back in this as we take a commercial break? Excuse me. We are back from commercial break as Moxley is still not able to get control as Solo is is dominating him all over the place. Uh, They are back in the ring now. He is going for the spinning Solo, but John Moxley gets out of it once again and is able to hit a dragon sleeper suplex taking Solo Sokoa out. He has him up. He's looking for the paradigm shift. But on the other side of the ring, Jimmy Uso jumps on the apron, distracting the referee. As so, as John sees what happened, turns around, eats a super kick from Jay Uso, who rolls out of the ring. Solo climbs to the top rope and hits a splash. Covers him one, two. Moxley kicks out once again. Will John Moxley be able to make it to Living Legends as we take our final commercial break? We are back from commercial break. Five minutes. We are back from commercial break as Solo has John Moxley on the top rope. He is looking for a power bomb from the top rope, but all of a sudden in midair, John Moxley is able to reverse it into a paradigm shift of some sorts. He rolls through, drops him with a second one, but he doesn't go for the cover. He looks around. He gets into the corner as Solo is getting himself up. He yells, ooh-ah, before throwing up two middle fingers and hits a spear on Solo. Covers him one, two. The Usos hit double super kicks, though, onto John Moxley as the referee calls for the bell. This one is over. They are trying to fight. They are on top of John Moxley, brawling with him. They go for the 1D, but Moxley breaks out of it and drops Jimmy Uso with a paradigm shift. Drops Jay Uso with one, but turns around into a Samoan spike from Solo. He is outmanned and outnumbered here tonight. The bloodline are standing tall, but will this be the scene at Living Legends? We will find out. Join us next week for more mayhem. All right. Yeah, great show, man. Uh I'll tell you, I love the uh, the making fun of the rock movies and and all that. <laughs> oh, that, that was, was so good. Funny. That was so yeah. good. Oh man. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I can help it. I, I think both me and Chris were trying to get away from the mic. We were just <laughs> going to be hysterical. Yeah, that was some good stuff. And hey, I like the uh, the whole McMahon callback. You know, the history with mm-hmm. uh, him and Punk, and then yep. Owens, the whole promo. I mean, just a lot of good stuff. I'll let you guys break it down further, but. You know, there's a lot of good highlights. It's hard to really pick one or two. I enjoyed the um, Romans callback to the leukemia night. Mm. That was that was nice. That was mm-hmm. really cool because, oh, like, yeah. I, I think that's such good work because, number one, it sounds like something Roman would do anyway. I mean, I know we're <laughs> fantasy booking it, but it sounds like something Roman would do anyway because, as, as you guys know, with every good heel promo, there's truth in it. Yeah. You don't want to hear it, but there's truth in it. You know what I mean? So Roman bringing that out, I thought was really, really cool. Um, Also, I don't know that I've ever seen Julia Hart wrestle. I know she has, but I don't know that I've actually ever seen it. (laughs) So that one was a hard one for me to to kind of wrap my mind around, but it makes sense. I did not Mm -hmm. expect Julia to win the match, though. Did not expect that. That was very interesting looking. Very, especially Rhea coming off being champion and all that kind of stuff. And very interesting. I like it. Very, very interesting. Thank you. Thank you. It was. Hey, and it was definitely mayhem. Uh, Really was very intriguing. And and Chris, we got to get with the war zone. Let's do it. And and see what they have for us. All right, let's do it. 30 minutes on the clock. Here we go.
It seems like every week it's Can You Top That? Surprise debuts of plenty, big time matches, all happening here on the War Zone. I am Tom Hannafin alongside Corey Graves. We've had some explosive weeks recently. Tonight's going to be no different. Battle Bowl qualifying continues. The tag team titles are on the line. But in the main event, the Black Widows assemble as Damian Priest and the Lucha Brothers will battle Edge. And if he's able to find two partners, a six-man tag. But we are kicking off the night with JBL Enterprises, who have really been at the center of some controversy lately. But they're coming out right now seemingly as a unit. You see the AOP, Samoa Joe, the newest acquisition, Drew McIntyre. And, of course, leading the pack is John Bradshaw Layfield. JBL has a mic, and he says, well, well, well. Good evening, PBWF Universe. Hey, I said good evening. Where are your manners? I can tell you are so happy to be here. But I'm not, because I have to deal with you stupid people. I need, uh, last week, you know, Samoa Joe did his job. He locked up his spot in Battle Bowl. That's in the bag. Let's face it. Seth Rollins can't stop Drew McIntyre. The World Heavyweight Championship is going to come home to JBL Enterprises. I don't even know why we're here, guys. There is nothing left for us to prove here. Wait a minute. This man might have something to say about it. Seth Rollins is here. He takes off his jacket, takes the title off, rips his shirt off, slides in the ring, and the brawl is on. These guys are just going at it. Seth Rollins holding his own for a minute, but JBL low blows him from behind. Drew McIntyre follows it up with a Claymore kick. Samoa Joe slides out. He grabs a table. He sets it up in the ring. The AOP double powerbomb on Rollins through the table. JBL grabs Rollins' championship. Drew has uh, AOP pick Rollins up. JBL holds the title in front of Rollins' face. Claymore connects again. What a statement made tonight by JBL Enterprises. I don't know how these guys are going to be stopped. It's going to take more than Seth Rollins to do it. We have to take our first commercial break. All right, we are back, and in the backstage hallway, JBL Enterprises are making their way to their locker room. They're laughing. They're so proud of themselves. But as they head in, JBL stops. He tells Samoa Joe to go on and, and, and head towards the car, get it warmed up. Joe looks confused, and JBL says, Hey, yeah, man, don't, don't worry. We'll get the bags. We'll meet you out there. We're done for the night. The door closes. Joe heads toward the parking lot, but about that time, Wardlow jumps him. The brawl is on in the backstage area. These two are just beating the crap out of each other, hitting each other with everything in sight. Security trying to get between them, but they just get tossed to the side. We have to try to restore order back there, but it is time for our first match as we cut to the ring. Chelsea Green has already made her entrance out here. And here comes her opponent, the self-proclaimed Warzone Women's Champion, Bailey. Here she comes, all right. Ref calls for the bell. But Bailey, Bailey starts yelling at the referee, saying she didn't get a proper introduction. Bailey slides out. She grabs the microphone and says, why were there no championship introductions? This is a championship <laughs> match. I'm the women's champion. Mike Rome looks confused. Bailey just shoves the mic into his chest and tells him to do the introduction. But as he starts to, Bailey turns around. Suicide dying by Chelsea Green connects. Chelsea grabs Bailey face towards the still steps foot in the back and shoves Bailey right into the steel steps. Bailey is in trouble as we cut to commercial break. 
All right, we're back. Bailey regained control during the break. Chelsea went for the unprettier. Bailey shoved her almost into the ref. Chelsea stopped herself. Bailey to Bailey connected. Chelsea managed to kick out, but she has not been able to recover. Bailey heading to the top turnbuckle, going for that flying elbow, but Chelsea rolls out of the way. Nobody's home. Bailey sells up. Super kick by Chelsea. Follows it up with a big face buster. Chelsea lining up for the curb stomp, but she sees EO Sky on the apron. She points it out to the referee. She charges in. Bailey recovers, catches her. Bailey to belly, but Chelsea re- re- reverses, goes behind. Unprettier connects, but Dakota Kai now. Dakota jumps in the ring. Big pump kick connects. She follows it with a belt shot using that title that doesn't belong to Bailey. The referee is distracted at this point. Bailey rolls over the ref, turns around the cover. One, two, three. That is it. I know Bailey was technically announced as the winner of this one, but there is no way she wins that without the help of damage control. You see Bailey standing above Chelsea so proudly, holding up that women's championship. She's going to get hers soon. You better believe that. As we get ready to head to commercial break, we cut backstage and we see Cody Rhodes warming up. We heard last week he's going to be in a Battle Bowl qualifier tonight. That match is coming up next. Wrestling has more than one royal family. We are back and here we go. It's time for the Battle Bowl qualifying match tonight. On his way to the ring, trying to turn his fortunes around, it's the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. All right, but who will Cody Rhodes' partner be tonight? Oh my goodness, this is not what Cody wanted to see. His partner is the man that took the Intercontinental title from him. The Rebel Heart, Johnny Gargano. How are they going to work together tonight? I don't know, but they're going to have to figure it out pretty quickly. Here comes Akam of the AOP. He's got JBL with him. They stop at the top of the ramp. JBL laughs and he points back towards the entrance. No! Don't tell me! Razor has been drawn as Akam's tag team partner for this match. What an advantage these two are going to have. My goodness. All right, here we go. Referee calls for the bell. Razor and Cody are kicking things off here. Cody charges in. Big body attack by Razor. Razor hits the ropes. Big splash on Cody. The cover one, two, shoulder up. Razor drags Cody over, tags in Akam. They shoot him to the buckle. Akam follows, follows him in, going for the big splash, but Cody moves. Razor misses a clothesline. Cody springboard disaster kick, but he's caught in midair. Big power slam by Razor. Big splash by Akam. They cover him one, two, but Gargano in to make the save. Gargano back out on the apron. Akam goes after him, but Gargano insecure. Rocks Akam back. Cody rolls him up, only a one count. Cody able to stagger over, tags in Johnny. Akam shoots Cody off the ropes. Cody slides through the legs. Double super kick by Cody and Gargano. Doesn't take Akam off his feet. Another A double drop kick takes him to the outside, but he's still on his feet. Super kick from Gargano takes Razor off the apron. The AOP on the outside trying to get their wits about him. Cody and Johnny hit the ropes. Double suicide dive, but they're both caught and both slung over the barricade into the timekeeper's area. How in the world is Cody and Johnny going to get back into this one as we cut to commercial break? We're back. We're at the tail end of this one. Razor and Cody are legal. Razor picks him up for a power bomb, but Cody rolls behind. Sunset flip, only a two count. Razor misses a clothesline. Cody scales the buckle. Cody cutter. Cody goes to the top rope looking for a moonsault, but Razor crotches him on the top. Wait, Razor 
Going to the second buckle, looking for a back suplex. Cody's trying to fight out. Akam comes in. Gargano super kick takes him out. Razor and Cody are still on the second buckle. Gargano tags himself in. He heads to the top rope. Sunset flip over Cody, taking Razor down the shoulders or down one, two, three. Johnny Gargano, what a clever move to be able to finish this one off. The AOP and JBL cannot believe it. Gargano is all smiles. Cody starts yelling at him, saying that he had it. Gargano just smiles, and Cody shakes his head. They head back up to the ramp. They are victorious and in battle bowl as we cut to commercial break. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, and it is time for the Tag Team Championship to be defended the champs, Matt Cardone and Brian Myers, made their way out during the commercial break, awaiting their opponents. Here we go, an unlikely tag team. First, the Celtic warrior, Sheamus, about to make his way out. He lost his longtime partner to the Mayhem brand, but he's immediately going to get a tag team title shot here. I wouldn't want to meet these two in a dark alley, ladies and gentlemen. Brock Lesnar alongside Eric Bischoff. Sheamus waited on Brock, but Brock totally ignored him, and he just headed to the ring. Brock gets in. Cardona's in the ring. The ref calls for the bell. It's official. Here we go. Brock rushes Cardona back to the corner and starts delivering body shots. Body blows, blows to the head, turns him around, release German suplex, and another one. He clotheslines Cardona over the top rope to the outside. Brock picks him up on the outside, F5, but into the ring post, spins him around like an airplane. Brian Myers delivers a shot to the back, but Brock turns around, F5 on Brian Myers on the floor. Brock rolls Cardona in the ring, picks him up on his shoulders, but as he does, Sheamus tags himself in. Brock drops Cardona as Sheamus gets in the ring. Brock yells at him, asking what he's doing. Sheamus saying he wants a piece of the action. And Brock yells at him. He says, oh, yeah. He picks Sheamus up. F5. Brock Lesnar, F5. Sheamus, what are you doing? He picks him up. Another F5 on Sheamus. And Brock leaves the ring. What was that? Cardona rolls over. The referee has no choice but to count one. Two, three. Brock Lesnar and Eric Bischoff are just laughing as they head up the ramp. But Matt Cardona and Brian Myers with a big assist have retained the Tag Team Championship. I'm sure we haven't seen the end of this issue, but we have to take a commercial break. As we see Bianca Belair walking through the backstage hallway, we're going to hear from her coming up next. All right, we are back. Here comes Bianca Belair, who made her debut last week. of uh, An impactful one for sure, clearly targeting our Evolution champ. Let's hear what she's got to say. Bianca says, Charlotte Flair, the epitome of evolution. You've done it all. You've won it all. You are the standard by which women's wrestling is measured. There's no doubt about that. But in case we haven't been properly introduced, my name is Bianca Belair, the strongest, the fastest, the toughest, the EST of the PBWF. And Charlotte, while you say that you embody evolution and that title is made just for you, I'm the future. And it's time that we truly evolve. That evolution championship is mine. Well, I guess Charlotte didn't take too kindly to that. Here she comes out. She stops on the stage. Charlotte says, well, Bianca, fancy seeing you here trying once again to steal my spotlight. You may have long title reigns, maybe the longest of all, but do you have 14 of them? Bianca interrupts and says, Charlotte, the reason you have 14 is because you can't hold on to the title in the first place. Charlotte says, zip it, Bianca. I wasn't finished. Listen, 
I'm happy to put you in your place and send you packing just as quickly as you showed up. So let's do it. I'm game. I said I wasn't backing down from challengers anymore. Me and you for this championship at Summer Storm. But under one condition. Bianca, you haven't wrestled in this on this brand yet. You haven't earned your title shot. So next week, how about you face EO Sky and Dakota Kai in a two-on-one handicap match? If you win, I'll give you a shot at the pay-per-view. What a challenge laid out here by the champ. I'm sure Bianca's not going to back down from that. Might not be the smartest move, but Bianca... Doing the title motion in the ring. I'm sure she's ready. We'll have to see if that match becomes official for next week. But speaking of next week, it's the go-home edition of the War Zone. We'll see two more Battle Bowl qualifying matches. And after what happened earlier on, it's been confirmed a huge singles match next week. Brock Lesnar and Sheamus one-on-one. You better tie everything down for that one. And then in our main event, it has just been announced. All four members of JBL Enterprises, that's right, Drew McIntyre, Samoa Joe, the AOP, will battle Seth Rollins and three partners of his choice. It'll be interesting to see who comes to the aid of the champ next week. But coming up after this commercial break, we'll have a sit-down interview with Alexa Bliss to explain her recent actions. All right, we are in the backstage area. Kayla Braxton is sitting down with Alexa Bliss. Kayla thanks her for her time and says she's going to get right to it. Ask Alexa to explain what's been going on with her and Candace and, and why she did what she did. But before Alexa can answer, Johnny Gargano walks in. Johnny says, Kayla, I apologize for the interruption, but I want to address Alexa first. Johnny turns to her and says, how could you? Candace thought of you as a sister. She trusted you. And this is how you repay her loyalty. Now, I try my best not to get in her business, let her manage her career. But as her husband, this has crushed her more personally than professionally. So I, I just want to know why. Alexa says, Johnny, thank you for approaching me face to face. I'm sure Candace appreciates you coming. Alexa stands up and slaps Johnny across the face and says, but you can send that message to her from me and tell her there's more waiting where that came from. I'm not a sister or a best friend to anyone. I'm the goddess and I'm here to reclaim my throne. Candace was just a stepping stone. Alexa rips her mic off and walks out as we cut to commercial break. All right, we're back. It is main event time here on the War Zone. Malachi Black leading the Black Widows to the ring, but he won't be in action. It'll be Damian Priest, Pinta El Miedo, and Ray Phoenix in six-man tag action here. Liv Morgan is out here as well. Malachi said that if Edge can find people to support him, they're welcome to join him. Say yeah. Uh-oh, wait a minute. Here comes the Revival. They've had issues with the Lucha Brothers in the past as well. They stop at the ramp. You think you know me? Here comes Edge. It looks like Edge has found backup. Malachi Black is shocked. The three men sprint to the ring. The Black Widows are retreating. What a match this is going to be as we head to commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. This one got underway during the break. You couldn't keep these guys off each other. Edge, legal here with Ray Phoenix. Phoenix, quick kicks to the thigh, off the ropes. Edge catches him, throws him into the air. Phoenix, big drop kick. Phoenix takes Edge. Takes Edge's hand, scales the buckle, triple jump arm drag. Phoenix shoots Edge to the other buckle. Edge reverses. Phoenix follows him in. Phoenix double boot to the face, staggers Edge. Phoenix turns around, springs up to the second buckle, flips off the top. Edge runs under. Phoenix catches him as he's landing a nasty German suplex by Ray Phoenix. The cover one, two, kick out by Edge. Phoenix tags in Penta. They try to shoot Edge off the ropes. Blind tag made by Cash Wheeler. Both 
Phoenix and Penta lower their head. Edge grabs Phoenix. Penta goes for the super kick, but Edge, or sorry, Cash comes in, catches the foot. Penta, quick insiguri. Now Cash sets up Penta. Edge, look at, they look at each other. Here we go. Stereo Canadian Destroyers by Edge and Penta. Penta tries to go for the pin on Cash, but Edge pulls him off. Education DDT. He's making his way out. Now he gets spun around. Damian Priest is in. Big spin kick. Priest turns around. He's picked up. Brain Buster by Dax Harwood. He tosses Priest to the outside. Edge, Penta, and Cash are outside as well. The fight is on on the outside of the ring. Ray Phoenix gets up. Triple jump. Corkscrew plancha taking everybody out on the floor. What a move as we crash to our final commercial break. We are back. We're headed towards the end of this. And the action has just been incredible, as you can imagine. Ray Phoenix is legal along with Dax Harwood here. Phoenix climbs to the top, but Cash from the outside crotches Phoenix on the top. Dax quickly tags Cash in, but as he does, Penta makes the blind tag as well. Dax climbs up, superplex on Phoenix. Big splash by Cash from the other corner. He covers Phoenix, but the ref isn't counting because he's not legal from the top. Big frog splash by Penta, squishing Phoenix, though, in the process. He goes to pin Cash, but Edge is in to break it up. Edge shoots Phoenix off the ropes, tosses him up to Dax. Shatter Machine connects. Priest is in. Big boot to Edge. They head to the outside of the ring. Cash recovers, shoots Phoenix off the ropes, setting him up for the Shatter Machine again. But Cash throws Phoenix up. Phoenix connects with a Hurricane Rana on Dax, rolling him to the outside. Phoenix, a big flipping dive through the middle ropes. Cash kicked to the gut on Penta, going for the pile driver, but Penta flips over the back. Code Red connects. Penta setting up Cash for the Fear Factor. Package pile driver. He hits it. The cover one, two, but Edge puts Cash's foot on the bottom rope. Edge is recovered. He wants the tag. Priest is recovered. So has Phoenix. Penta lets Cash roll over and tag Edge. All three members, though, of the Black Widows standing in the ring. Three on one with Edge here. What's going to happen? Phoenix charges in. Edge catches him, throws him over his shoulders. Face first on the turnbuckle. Edge double clothesline on Priest and Penta. Grabs them both. Double execution DDT. Edge with a cover on Penta. One, two, super kick by Phoenix to break it up. Edge gets up. Super kick rocks him again. Phoenix from the corner. Rolling cutter, but Edge catches him. Big back suplex. Dax recovers, and he pulls Phoenix to the outside. Edge turns around. Priest has him by the throat. Edge is fighting. Priest looking for the choke slam. Edge backs his way to the corner, backs up to the second buckle, boot to the face, rocks Priest. He gets spun around. Cash kick to the gut. Pile driver. Cash gets up. Super kick by Penta. Penta turns around. Spear by Edge. Edge has that look on his face. He's not going for the pin. Instead, he stares directly at Malachi Black as he locks in the educator submission on Penta. He is wrenching back. Penta taps out. This one is over. Edge still hasn't taken his eyes off Malachi. What a main event. We zoom in on a shot of Malachi, and he says, I'll see you next week the showdown is finally gonna happen ladies and gentlemen make sure you tune into warzone next week wow and that was the uh, warzone edition of the program and i'll tell you right away i love anytime you insert the revival with edge that was a nice touch in the main event and hey brock attacking Seamus, that was a nice callback we just saw recently so i love how y'all are are both doing it you're you're placing it with your storylines and I, I like the flow jbl enterprises you know seth rollins drew becoming more of the hill and and seeing where all these backstage segments, you know, for both programs, just, just good stuff, guys. Thank you, man. Yeah, Thank I'm in, I'm enjoying Brock and Sheamus. I think that's something we haven't seen a lot of. That I'm disappointed we haven't seen a lot of. Uh huh. So I'm in, I'm enjoying that. Uh, the Black Widow stuff is still very interesting. So I'm I'm excited to see where that goes uh, in the future as well. And this Candace thing is very interesting. Okay. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see where she she ends up. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Just Brock and Sheamus. Well, just know that it's not a one-off. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. Get ready. It's going to continue, which I'm with Andy. I'm 
I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen next between those two. Of course, we're, we're going to get it next week from what we understand. That's right. Next week, Brock and Seamus one-on-one. You better tie everything down because <laughs> you know it's going to be wild between those two guys. All right. Oh, it's got to be. Anything else to add, boys, before we sign off? Appreciate y'all hanging out with us for another edition of PBWF. No, I think you guys covered it. I, I don't need to add anything, man, after those two shows. I think they spoke for themselves. Good deal. Yeah, they were great. Good, really good stuff. Week. All right, week 15 is in the books. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you find your podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Andy is at Andy underscore PBWP. Tyler is at Dustin Tyler 86 I am at Chris Belcher24. Follow us individually. We're a lot of fun. I promise. All right. For Mr. Andy York, Tyler Peters, my name is Chris Belcher. Thank you for being with us once again. We will catch you guys down the road.